Where do you go for comics new and old? Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDAIR at checkout to get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? Wizard World Comic Con. Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. This is Hermes Conrad, Eurocrad Level Grade 36, and you are listening to the Candair Podcast. Now stop it and get back to work. everyone and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today, the CEO of Animation Comics and Entertainment, we have Dwayne Robinson with us today. Dwayne, thank you so much for being here. No problem, guys. Glad to be here. Thank you. We're going to have a lot of fun today. I feel like it's been a few weeks since we've all been collective here. Last week was a fun episode I did with my buddy Harold. I don't know if you guys got a chance to yeah, hear that, that, but that it was came an awesome out pretty episode. good. And, uh, I'm just glad we're all around the mics again. Kind of, kind of. Jack's on Skype, but it's, it's the feeling's still there, right? I'm, I'm by a mic. That, that works. That, that counts, yeah. I guess. In our retro roundtable, since this past uh, Saturday, the what was that? The 20th was the 50-year anniversary of the moon landing. We're going to be talking just about that, the moon landing and the moon and pop culture. That's awesome. It's going to be fun. I, I thought, uh, man, this might be a hard topic, but after I started writing, I thought this is going to be a fun topic. Yeah, I came across a lot more than I thought I would. Same here, same here, and I'm excited to go over that stuff. Then after that, we're going to turn our attention over to Dwayne and talk about animation, comics, and entertainment. But before we do that, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you uh, like what we're doing and want to uh, join the Patreon family, head over to patreon.com forward slash CannedAirPod and become a patron. For $5 a month, you can get access to our monthly Patreon pod, which has been a lot of fun. And I also want to mention we have a new patron, Mr. RJ Penna. Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Or, yeah. This is somebody we met at uh, the uh, Newark, Torg's Newark Con and uh, has become a new listener and a so it seems like a pretty good fan, right? Yeah, yeah. he was actually the winner of our uh, Wii that we wrapped oh, up there. So, ah, look at that. It's all reciprocal. It's all reciprocal, <laughs> isn't it? So, RJ, thank you so much. And it looks like he has suggested in our next Patreon pod, we talk Jurassic Park. And he's a dude after my own heart. He knows what I want to talk about. So I am excited for that. We'll be doing that for uh, this month's Patreon pod. But anyway, big thank you to RJ and welcome to the Candare Nation. Anything else, Randy, before we move on? Yeah, if you're listening to us on Apple uh, Apple Podcast app, uh, leave us a like, review, and we'll uh, read it online or on the air. There you go. There you go. And it helps us out so much. So, all right, let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Engage. Oh, <laughs> back. All right, so the moon landing. This past Saturday, the 20th, was the moon uh, 50th anniversary of the moon landing. And uh, Brooke and I actually went to the Neil Armstrong Air and Space Museum in Wapakoneta on that day. They were having a festival, but it was just kind of fun to see some of the outfits and see, you know, just all the actual equipment used. I wondered if that was your your footage that you had recorded, because I saw that on Instagram and I think Facebook, too. Yeah, I got a lot of other pictures I haven't put up there yet, but... um, those were the coolest, I thought. Just the the top to bottom of the uh, the outfits. They look pretty cool. Yeah, it was. All right, so what do we got, guys? The 50th of the moon landing. What do we got? Was it really real? <laughs> Start with you, Randy. What you got? Um, I've got, uh, you know, just in pop culture, I've got uh, a, a couple video game references, uh, I guess one, where the uh, moon was actually the bad guy. Legends of Zelda Majora's Mask. Oh, wow. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. So the whole thing uh, revolved around you had three days to save the world before the moon came crashing down. And the, uh, the the look on that moon, man, it looked like it, it was ready to do mean. some business. Yeah, yeah, it looked pretty mean. I, I don't think I played that game, but I do remember thinking, like, looking at a book or the cover, like, damn, that moon looks pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy, too, because if you ever let the timer ran out, run out, it, like, obliterated everything. Yeah. I'm going to go back. That. Yeah, I never did, too. But um, people love that game, right? That was, like, a pretty well... Yeah, it was a, game, right? a direct uh, sequel to Ocarina of Time. Okay. For the oh, was it really? Yeah. You would know above anyone here. I saw, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't look to, to us for confirmation because I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jack, what about you? Oh, just the whole werewolf thing. The werewolves are the reason why. <laughs> or the, the moon is because of, is the reason for werewolves. They're, I mean, if we didn't have a full moon, then it would we wouldn't have werewolves running around. Well, you're not wrong, Jack. You're not no. wrong. You're definitely not wrong. <laughs> and that, that kind of, I think, feeds into uh, Dwayne's comic. Doesn't he have something yeah. to do with werewolves in his books? Yeah, there we'll touch go. on that a little good bit. good segue, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll circle around back to that, Jack, toward the end of this conversation to segue into our convo with Dwayne. I'll be over here. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dwayne? What you got? I'm still with the is it real? <laughs> is it the real? I don't know did anything really about happen? the controversy. Yeah, did it really happen? Yeah. So still, you guys are talking about the conspiracy theory about it, like being like taped, like in a sound station somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't personally believe it. I was just throwing it out there, just because. I mean, some there. I mean, there's like the flat earthers. There's those ones that think the Earth's flat, and some think the moon, the moon didn't happen, and some are ready to go uh, raid Area 51 because there's something there. Oh my god! Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I still can't believe that's actually a thing. Like that's real. People are actually yeah. planning on doing that. I had to really walk away from social <laughs> media for like a week because every other thing was Area Fifty One. Area Fifty One. I was like, Jesus, with this. That's not what yeah. I was cracking up about. I'm cracking up about the fact that there's a bunch of people that are gonna Nataro run. Yeah, Naruto. Yeah, yeah. My bad. You know those uh, those games where they like funnel uh, like little hordes of I can't even think of a good example. There was Lemmings. a South Park game where <laughs> yeah, like really. hordes of like gnomes or wild turkeys or something would come at you, and you had to set up these turrets everywhere to eliminate all of them before they reached the other side. That's what the invasion of Area Fifty One is going <laughs> to look like—just people it running is. into gunfire <laughs> if it were to happen going to be a daisy thing that they they think that's what's going to happen we'll just pile up on each other and break in yeah well, <laughs> hey natural selection i say let's yeah. let it happen and let's uh, make this world stronger as a result right and with that i'll move on to my pick <laughs> um i let me see uh how about mtv remember mtv back in the day their original oh, yeah. logo was the moon man putting the flag down but it wasn't the usa oh, yeah. flag it was the, the mtv flag. flag i completely yeah. forgot about that and that was their logo for the longest time. And, like, when they started putting movies out, there was, like, a whole, like, astronaut floating in front of the screen thing before it, like, the MTV logo settled on the screen. Um, that was the MTV Music Award, too. Oh, you're yeah, right. Moon Man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Because I was like, man, wouldn't that little flag break off there so easily? I, I don't know. That's, That's after the, part, the parties after, after. The, the award show, and all of a sudden they break their stuff yeah it's like i'm gonna go put this in the car really quick i'll be back guys <laughs> what, what was that you're gonna say Dwayne? no i was just saying that actually happened that the uh, flag has come off during the, the you know the handing the uh the award over no kidding Many people have uh dropped the flag or the um the head has fallen off <laughs> it's a so I think they changed it yeah i think they changed it i i don't watch award shows anymore but um i think they changed it last time i saw one hmm and you're stronger for not watching them. I'm proud of you. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing really quick before uh, I pass it back to Randy here, though, I put on social media was a quick click, bleh, quick clip of The Simpsons where Homer, uh, as a child, is sitting in a beanbag with headphones on it. It's a direct clip from a uh, flashback in an episode where he's like, I remember the moon landing. And it shows his dad, like, sitting on the couch with a tear in his eye watching it happen. And the camera pans over to Homer, who has headphones on and is oblivious to what's happening on the TV. And he's singing, yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy. (laughs) (laughs) 
that always makes me laugh. But uh, anyway, Randy, back to you. So uh, I didn't have this on my list, but I'll go ahead and talk about it. You kind of blew my mind before we started recording. Um, I had uh, seen... In 1902, uh, it was a French film they did about the, the moon landing. It was like 12 minutes. You can look it up on YouTube. Um, but uh, Smashing Pumpkins apparently redid that. Mm, and, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally did not make that connection until now. So Yeah. What was it one more time? Trip Trip to the Moon? Is that what it was called? It's in French, yeah, but I think the translation is Trip to the Moon. At one point was on uh, Netflix. If It might still be. I can't see that getting pulled for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably public domain at this point, I think. That's I would imagine, point. yeah. Yeah, it's probably fair. It's probably fair, yeah. I don't know, but a good pick. A good pick indeed. I was gonna be like, that was the creepiest looking moon too. Just the way that yeah, it was, the kind film like and the makeup Curry. back then. <laughs> it did a little bit. I wonder how they did. Was that just like put onto a person's face? It would have had to have been right. I, I would think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah, and yeah. they just superimposed it into the background or something like that. <sighs> it's horribly creepy. <laughs> Made that person's face really big. <laughs> that it did, Jack. <laughs> uh, we are back to you. This day is another one too. What's that? Independence Day. In the beginning of Independence Day, that's the first thing you see. Yeah. That the aliens uh, fly over, symbolizing that, that we're not alone. That is on my list, sir. In the, the very beginning of Independence Day. And, that was because uh, the moon just gets darkened out, wasn't it? Isn't that how it starts well, out? Well, you, you hear the recording of uh, Neil Armstrong saying, this is one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. As, it sh- as the camera's showing the plaque they've left behind in their footprints. That's right. Then you see the shadow cast over it, and like all the gravel starts to shake, and like the footprints like yeah, yeah. settle in. like They're not there anymore because of the vibration of the ship coming over. Damn, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good intro for a movie. That movie did not age well at all. It aged better than the sequel. <laughs> oh, boy. That sequel was also on my list. because uh, Sorry. No, you're fine. I'm, I was going to bring it up right now anyway. That sequel brings up a very good point as to, you know, we spent all this time and money getting our asses to the moon. And once we got there, we're like, eh, all right, we've been there, done that. Let's go to home and do something else. Like, why Beach of Russia, even- suck it. Yeah, yeah, and then Russia's like not even trying anymore. Like, well, fuck it, the Americans made it, you know. But um, why aren't we utilizing the moon? Like in Independence Day too, like they had learned from their mistakes before. They have got this new alien technology, and when the second movie starts, there are like moon security bases, you know, like divisions uh, of the army who are stationed on the moon. Which I get, okay, we haven't had a big invasion in real life that would warrant such things, but still. Why haven't we utilized the moon in any way, shape, or form? You see that in a way. I kind of think it might be a security issue, not like guard security, but Earth security. Because if we screwed up and messed the moon up in any way, we're screwed down here. Just because yeah, of the we're way messing up with the, the gravity, we're messing up the one we're on even even more of an alarming rate. I mean, I don't yeah, see but I think that it would be faster a... if we screwed the moon up. All of a sudden, it blew up, and the gravity's all screwy, and then we got huge tidal waves because of the tide pools and stuff like that that it controls. But like in Futurama, you know, they they built like an amusement park on the moon, <laughs> right? Like in in one isolated dome. What's that going to hurt? <laughs> you see that a lot in anime too, like the whole Gundam franchise. I think uh, the original Gundam, uh, they colonize the moon and stuff like that. I I've, I just don't. I, I I would think there would be some kind of practical use like we spent all this money trying to get there and once we did it it's like okay fuck it we're done (laughs) you know and i think apollo 11 was the only one that actually touched down there have been what six seven other missions that have gone but only apollo 11 actually landed everyone else just circled i think 13 was supposed to land but then everything that happened with them you know went haywire and they had to come home yeah tom hanks had to come back (laughs) thank god i can't imagine a world without tom hanks (laughs) You see the Mr. Rogers trailer? Dude, I did. That Holy crap. Phenomenal. Yeah. I can't freaking wait. And who better yeah. to play it? I know. Who better? But still, that's my Independence Day uh, 2 rant was, why aren't we utilizing the fucking moon? Anybody? Nothing? What was the one with uh, Bruce Willis? So what was the one with Bruce Willis? Uh, Armageddon. Where he yeah. On the moon? yeah, Armageddon, right. That's another one, too, where they showed they actually have to land on the moon. 
Oh wait, no, that was that. That was, that was a, they had to they land had on a sling. No, that was yeah, it was a comet. It was a comet that and was coming. Deep in Impact, I think was yeah. was it Deep? That was another meteor. Yeah, I'm thinking of Total yeah, Recall. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think that was Mars. Wasn't that it? was Mars. We were just wrong in every direction, Dwayne. Yeah, we're, <laughs> I, I think where you were going with Armageddon is, I think there was a scene where they had to like sling use the moon's gravity or something and like slingshot around right, it. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yep. Right. I think that's how they like every every like voyage has to do that. Like they rely on that. I think I don't know. I'm not an astronaut, but I wish <laughs> I would just shake sometimes. it and bake it. Shake <laughs> it and bake it around the moon. Okay. <laughs> oh man, who are we back to? Uh, well, Dwayne just said Independence Day. I guess back to me. Or I'll I said go. Independence Day too. Anyone can go. Who fuck it? Who cares? Go. <laughs> I'm get it. Why haven't we ever seen the back side of the moon? The dark side. I mean, we, it we is did, dark because that's where the transformers are, man. I just I know that's exactly where I was almost going. <laughs> they had to find that transformer ship back then. Jim. Oh my god, Michael Bay! <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that they was it Neil Armstrong that walked on the moon? Neil Armstrong, the first one, and Buzz. Yeah, he was the first, and Buzz Aldrin was the second. But actually, the videotape is actually Buzz stepping off the 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 thing because someone had to stand there and record it. Is that it's something? It goes like no. that somehow. The the no? camera was fixed on the actual module. Was it? Yeah, because they both get out and then they walk over to it and take it off and reposition it. They take it off the actual ship and then put it on a tripod, probably about fifty feet away. Face. I just watched all this the other day on Hulu okay. uh, Saturday. They put all the original airing of that footage and uh, we watched it. And uh, yeah, it's def- the camera was definitely attached to the pod. Where the hell did I get that from then? I swear that that's... conspiracy theory websites, <laughs> damn it. That's where you're getting all your, your MattDamon.com. <laughs> MattDamon.com. <laughs> <laughs> Told you to stay away from that site. But you know what, guys? What a bad time to mess up your line. <laughs> you know, your nerves are shot. You're, okay, mm. one small step for man. I got to remember this. <laughs> <laughs> one giant leap for hamburgers. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah, that, that'd be me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so hungry right now. (laughs) (laughs) This tang just isn't doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Bad time to let out a stress fart. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, How about the Watcher? Uh, This is where the Watcher in the Marvel Universe resides. Okay. Didn't he have, like, a pretty elaborate base there that we got to see in Original Sin, Jack? Wasn't that, like, the first issue, like, Nova, or issue zero, like... Nova That's shows up at Nova, yeah. his base yep. and looking for him and finds him with his eyeballs ripped out. It's on the dark side of the moon. That's where the transformer ship. On the dark it, side of the moon. <laughs> Doesn't the moon fucking rotate though? Come on. I don't. I don't think it does actually. What? Yeah, I don't because we. I, I don't. Pretty sure we've never seen it because it doesn't spin. Hey Google, does the moon rotate? On the website space.com, they say. The moon orbits the Earth once every 27.322 days. It also takes approximately 27 days for the moon to rotate once on its axis. As a result, the moon does not seem to be spinning but appears to observers from Earth to be keeping almost perfectly still. To find out more, look for the link in your Google Home or Google Assistant app. Ha! <laughs> so does it or doesn't it? Because you said it, it does, does, but then it, it doesn't. Like, it's it's a 27-day like... cycle. Oh, I got it. So it doesn't seem like it does because every day. Because it's so infrequent. It's, yeah, it's so yeah. fucking slow. Well, that's why we get different moon faces, right? Like the crescent and the. Holes. No, that's because of the sun. It's not like there's a half color. The back of the moon is black. Yeah. And when it I'm turns sorry. it. No, that, he's right. That is a reflection. <laughs> the moon has a tan. Or not right? a reflection, but a shadow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, we're ignorant. <laughs> Should we be talking about the moon? Maybe we should just talk about pretty colors and shit. <laughs> Today on Sesame Street. Last thing I got, man, I blew through this list, and we are going to have to come up with more to talk I, I, about. I've got plenty. All right. Why don't you go next, then? Okay. Um, going back to anime, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Gurren Lagann. Uh, it's on Netflix. No. Um, it's uh-huh. If you've never watched anime, it's a really yeah, that's good, a good anime. Yeah, so, uh, spoilers... But uh, the second half of the anime, it's like a time skip, and there's a, a... I'll try not to give it away since some of you guys haven't seen it, but uh, basically the moon is really a spacecraft, and they're like trying to... Mm. It's going like to come and crash into Earth, so they basically take it over, but it's... Uh, it, it, you need to check it out. It's pretty, so it's a, that's no moon pretty much, kind of yeah. thing, yeah. 
Okay, so dovetailing on that, too, you've got uh, the whole moon with uh, Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball, where anytime the Saiyans see the moon, they turn into that big, hulking killer ape. That's a right. false moon that they change from. Yeah, isn't it? I thought it was a, um, a second moon, not the moon from Earth, because I don't even... Is it... Is DBZ actually originally from I probably screwed up. I thought <laughs> in the original Dragon Ball, like they destroyed the moon because Gohan changed and then either wished it back or it was like a projection or something. I don't know. I don't know shit about Dragon Ball. I was going to say Man of Steel, but I, I don't think they. Because I remember the part where uh, General Zod and, and uh, Superman, they fly up into space, but I can't remember if they actually get close to the moon. But I do know they, they, they hit a, a satellite, though, and then they come crashing down. I do remember that part. I, 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 I have like that, that movie. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it, but I actually think it wasn't that bad. Well, I like Man of Steel. I'm confused <laughs> as fuck. How, what were we talking? Because about? At the, in, the, in the last battle, the, the before the end of the movie, they were flying in the air, and then they went all the way up to space, and then um, the government hit 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 uh, Superman and General Zod with a, a nuclear warhead. But I'm trying to remember before they hit them. Were they fighting on the moon? Did they land there and fight a little bit and then get off? I do know they did. They in the um, original Superman series, he had a fight with uh, like the I can't remember the villain's name though. He had like a black and gold outfit. He was a terrible villain though. I think that was the third one. It was like Nuclear Man or something like that. I think. Yeah, Nuclear yeah. Man. They they fought on him though, and I he's fought. But in an animated movie, uh, he's fought on the moon many times. Tons of times, and <laughs> just about every uh, big battle with Superman in the animated um, universe, he's fought in, on the moon. And Superboy okay. has to wear a moon suit too. He, other times, he just flies around in space, normal. Yeah, they used to have it that way. They changed it now. He just flies up there, no problem. <laughs> Wasn't uh, the the Justice League Watchtower on the moon for for a hot minute in the comics? I don't know. I know it's on a big meteor that floats around. I don't think it, I don't know if it was ever on the moon though. I don't see why not. You know whose base is on the moon? Rita Repulsa. There you go. Oh and, yeah, uh, Lord Zed. I mean, it's the same base, I suppose. They're sharing uh, real estate, but that, that, that base always bugged the fuck out of me because it was open to the outside, and then like they were comfortably breathing on Earth. Um, so. It made more sense. There was like a dome in the front of that big balcony that just overlooked the moon and then onto Earth. That's another thing, too. Wasn't it always dark there, but they could see Earth? Yeah. The fuck, Power Rangers? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get this continuity. Rita's got one hell of a throw, too, because she would throw that staff from her moon base (laughs) through the cosmos right to the exact pinpoint on Earth where she wanted it to go, right in front of those kids. I bet she kicks ass at darts, man. Oh, yeah, you don't want to <laughs> fuck around with Rita. <laughs> like a dart tournament at a bar, no way. Who's next? That's all I've got. Dr. Evil's giant laser on the moon from Austin Powers. <laughs> giant freaking oh, laser. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that's where Jack was going earlier as to a reason why we shouldn't be on the moon. No, I totally even forgot about that one. I'm trying to look up more stuff in pop culture for the moon. Who else had bases? I can't find anybody. Well, this is a lackluster episode, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's got some good laughs so far. How about that flag on the moon? It doesn't look ever hang down. It's always flapping. You know, I actually thought about that the other day. <laughs> like, like there's such little gravity that the flag is stuck straight out. But I was, and I don't know if this is the same flag I was seeing, but it looks like the pole, the pole it's on goes up in like L's over. It so does. It's, it, so it's hanging. It's actually, there. Yeah, it's actually just hanging there, just so it looked like it was. Okay. Well, that's what I look at it. Too. I mean, there's still parts of it that like are always crinkled in a certain way that gravity would certainly take care of, but um, maybe just isn't heavy enough for the gravity there to matter. Base am not like an iron. Truer <laughs> <laughs> words were never spoken. <laughs> Wasn't the movie Pluto Nash, wasn't uh, that story involved in the moon? With Daddy Murphy movie that was really bad? Oh, God, I don't know. I completely remember that. that. Wasn't, wasn't he, wasn't he uh, fought, like, chasing a crown boss or something? That he had, like, a little club or something on the moon? I've never seen it, but I remember the cover of that film. I've seen parts of it, I think, and I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I cannot remember. It's been so long, man. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what's another one? Uh, since we're talking about comedies, uh, Airplane Two. Oh God, that's right. It does go. That that is where they're flying to the moon. Is it yeah. really? I've never seen yeah. the second airplane. Only the first. Yeah, because it threw me off when I was watching it. Because yeah, they get in a shuttle and they go, they fly, and I was like, what? Yeah, it's actually Despicable going into outer space. Me, the first one, he yeah. tries to capture the moon. Yeah. What is it about Ooh. the moon? How about uh, the cartoon series The Tick? The evil, the evil genius chair-faced Chippendale was going to deface the moon by writing his name on it. <laughs> and the tick thwarted him. He had already started writing his name, but the, th- the tick ended up beating him and destroying the big laser that was writing its name. But it, after that, it always had like CH and then like most of the letter A. And like throughout the whole series, you'd always see the moon and it would be just those three letters. It was always so funny. What was the Will Smith film where he was a hero? Hancock. Hancock, yeah. He uh, made friends with, uh, well, I just I know him as Michael Bluth from uh, uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah. And, uh, uh, oh, yeah, he put the yeah yeah the uh, the heart on the, his uh, little um, company thing that he was doing his sponsorship. Yeah, like to thank him at the end of the movie with the company logo on the moon. Like that. Was, yeah. That was pretty. Like, how the hell would he do that? And like, wouldn't some people be pretty pissed? Oh yeah, that's amazing advertising right there. I mean, honestly, he's the strongest man in the world. You know, <laughs> who's gonna stop him? Yeah, I know, right? What are you gonna do? do? That? Uh, what it's, are you gonna permanent, do? it's permanent. You know, like, mind. You know, okay, you, you get. <laughs> like, you're, you, that's like the best ad ever. No one can change it ever. Really, there'd probably be only. I had really enjoyed that, man. There would be only three, probably three companies, maybe four companies that would be able to advertise on the moon because since we now know that the moon does turn. <laughs> that would be uh, like a moving billboard. Every couple couple days, would be something different for about so, a week. Yeah, you get you'd get a. Uh, okay, if it takes twenty seven <laughs> days to turn, let me see here. About every three weeks, okay. or every week for yeah, about three of them, I think, because it would in one yeah, week. So you could do seven day rotations, right? Right. Six, yep. Yeah, seven day rotations with ads. <laughs> oh man. It's coming. I mean, we won't see it, but it'll happen, right? When once the technology's there, it will definitely happen, right? Right. Fake moons will be put up just for ads' sake. <laughs> they'll send up like it'll be like a Zen garden. They'll send up a bunch of people to rewrite it, and they'll just get their big rakes and then rake the, <laughs> rake the advertisement away. You think that's how Hancock put the big heart on the moon? Was just like fucking like little Buddha rakes and shit, like finding his Zen spot on the moon. <laughs> I think of the, the scene in Spaceballs. <laughs> Remind me where shit. they're combing through the oh, desert. We ain't found <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> that was such a good film. Yeah. yeah. How about Apollo thirteen? We mentioned the mission. We mentioned Tom Hanks, but holy cow, that movie was fantastic. Did you guys was see it? it? Yeah, no. that was the first movie I remember like being nervous about as a kid. Like just kind of mm. like that on oh, the yeah. edge of your seat. There is one moment in that film that I. I always think about like even years after seeing it it was you know, there they had a i don't know if it was a pump or a regulator or some a filtration system of some kind that was making air or it was filtering the air to make clean breathable air and it was it had was destroyed so oh. they had these uh technicians come in in nasa and they had um told the guys go around the ship Gather everything you can, whatever right, it is, right. extra suits, gloves, uh, binders, anything you can find, get it. And they did a report back to Houston. Okay, this is everything we have to use. And then they got all those same things, gave them to these scientists and said, make all this shit into a breathing regulator. We need MacGyver now. And MacGyver it, they did. <laughs> they did. They, they made it work. Isn't yeah. that incredible? Yeah, that is crazy. It's like a bunch of laminated sheets, a roll of duct tape, just some pieces of uh, different uh, like outfits and shit. It was nuts. It was nuts. And it was true. And Bill Paxton <laughs> was in that movie. That's yes. worth noting. Bill yeah, Paxton. And Gary Sinise. And Bill Paxton, Randy. <laughs> and Gary Kevin Sinise. Bacon in there, too? Kevin Bacon, Tom Hanks, and Bill Paxton. Did I say <laughs> <Yes>. that already? <laughs> <laughs> He's worth mentioning as many times as you did. Yeah, yeah. Gotta love that. I see you, Apollo 13, and I raise you 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ooh, wow. You know, I haven't even seen that film, but I don't have to see it to know it's fucking awesome because just everyone always says of it, I need to watch this film. 
Yeah, same here. It's left such a stamp on pop culture. You know, the same kind of thing with, uh, what was the uh, Richard Dreyfuss film back in the day, the Alien film? The 2001, no, that's not it. No, 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 no. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes, that movie was fucking awesome. And it uh, it was the same kind of experience. I'd heard about it for years. People raved about it, and I finally went and rented it and loved it. It was so good. Strongly recommend that. Wasn't uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Dwayne, didn't, wasn't the moon, didn't have it like an army base or something on it? I don't remember any army base. Hmm. Which is bad because I had to do an uh, essay for it. I should remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute Somewhere since my teacher's it. like, she didn't deserve that 95. <laughs> she did. Can't remember. It's been so long. It's terrible. It's all good, man. I'm sure I'm getting stuff wrong left and right, man. But what I was thinking in my head, I mean, it's, it still has to do with Independence Day, but I've told this story to so many people, even people that live here in New York. They haven't seen it or have heard about it. I've tried to look it on YouTube, but it's only happened to like people that were in my family. It was in my house during this time. It's a quick little story. Um, so basically, uh, during the like the promotion for Independence Day, what they did was they uh, hired all the real newscasters and reporters to actually say that they are seeing this the uh spaceships in Times square and they were under it and they were you know like talking about it the whole nine i mean Seriously. it was so crazy because like we turned to like channel five and of course it was a fox movie so that was the first one we saw it was like whoa this is crazy so then we channel we turned to channel two it was on channel two we turned to channel four it was on channel four it was like what is going on like we looked oh, out man. the window and you know it was nighttime so you couldn't really see anything but we were looking out the window we were on our balcony like I don't see anything. I don't see anything. And the freaky thing about it is this like every time when I tell someone, I'll be like, hey, did you ever hear about this? They're like, no, I didn't see anything. And we're like, what the heck? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> so then when the Men in Black movie came out, I was like, oh, that's what it was. You know, everybody was neutralized except us. Oh, there you oh. go. <laughs> that's that's like the, like the seat, like the new one that came out. Where the uh the the female she was the one that wasn't neutralized and she still remembered and ended oh, up becoming Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot yeah. that was the angle they were going with that. And then she found them, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She sought them out. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. No, that's crazy that they would do something like that. And I bet you if we dig around on YouTube we could probably find some of these news reports you're talking about, but uh, you know, if you do, please, please let me know because I think I'm crazy. <laughs> Mom thinks I'm crazy, and she thinks she's crazy too because we were just all sitting in in the house and just like I don't see anything, but it's on TV. It's, yeah, if the TV <laughs> says it, it's got to be real. Why would the TV lie? I can't believe. You know, it's just because of the fact that it was on every channel. You know, what exactly. I mean? like, it, I'm not being a smartass oh, okay. either. Hey. I mean. I would this? see I would see that and I would believe that myself. So I can't believe they didn't have something flashing on TV like this is not real or something because the amount of panic you could cause if that was It's like the news on oh, on Christmas Eve so- saying, "Oh, we've spotted Santa overheard. You know, he's heading blah blah blah, you know." But the aliens Here's are coming a horrible to get presents, man. Image of <laughs> Santa. I remember when uh I mean, I was real young when the lights over was it Phoenix? Jack, do you remember that? Lights over Phoenix, Arizona? Like the six lights in a in like a cone shape or they something like that? They made a V, just, yeah. And like yeah, we were yeah, watching yeah. that like live as it happened, and that was some scary, mm-hmm. scary kind of shit. Like, oh wow, this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then the like the whole V like as a formation turned one way and then just like disappeared. And they said, Oh, it was flares. It was flares by a military base. Well, like, never seen fucking flares do that. Yeah. Never yeah. seen <laughs> flares do that. But um that was crazy. I can't believe they would go to the did they, they learn nothing from what was that? The War of the Worlds broadcast yeah, back yeah, in the when day, they were shooting yeah, water towers and uh, yeah, and like had people believing that we were under invasion, and then to do the same thing years later. Wow. I mean, they still do it today with the Discovery Channel. I mean, they did that. Do they? With, yeah, they did like a special. I'm rabbit trailing really hard, guys. I'm sorry, but they did that with uh, like Megalodon and uh, the mermaids or something. They like did oh, like this whole mockumentary. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yes, because my uh, grandfather, when he was still with us, he was when it came to those kind of shows, very gullible, and yeah, uh, he loved the Bigfoot shows and like yeah. the mermaid shows. And <laughs> I remember a few different times he'd be like, "Jeremy, you believe that stuff's out there?" I'm like, "Yeah, Grandpa, it's crazy, right?" You know. <laughs> but, um, 
he loved that stuff. And it, it, the Bigfoot stuff sometimes, I guess, could have been fun to watch with him. But, uh, yeah, really, they're really chasing nothing out there, aren't they? Really chasing nothing. Hey, if it makes them happy, let them do it. Yeah, it keeps them out of our out of the society, right? It keeps them in yeah. the woods. So. <laughs> if they're not hunting for Bigfoot, they're going to be rushing Area 51. Either way, go for it. More power to you. <laughs> right. Anything else, gentlemen, before we move on here? I'll take that as a hard no. And before we move on, Adult Swim has struck again. Adult Swim has struck again. Came home to a package laying in, a, in, a, in the rain. Found my cake in the rain, if you will. But no, the stuff inside was okay. What we have here is Squidbilly's double platinum gold vinyl album. What? A vinyl album. And I'm not shitting you, man. This thing has on one side, there's nine songs. And on the other side, 22. One of which, oh, wow. Okay, so we have William Shatner performing the theme. Sean Coleman performs a song simply called Power Ballad. I cannot wait to hear that. Uh, we have T-Pain, Max Q, Todd Rundgren, uh, the B-52s, man, Steve Earle, Alabama Shakes, George Jones. I could go on, but I won't. I cannot wait to throw this thing on the uh, record player, and I'm hoping to do so so I can get some of the tracks in this podcast. But uh, what's also really cool about this record is it's, what is it, Randy? It is bright red. It is bright red and looks like the bottom of a 12-gauge uh, shotgun shell. Dude, that it? is legit. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going nice. to be getting pictures of this and putting it up on the uh, website. And I was very confused because, you know, these uh, all these gifts from Adult Swim typically come with a card that tells you what they're promoting. Randy, if you want to take a look at it, what they're promoting and when it's coming out. But lately, they haven't been. We just get a card that says, review it. So I had to go digging because I didn't know if this album is... I still don't know if this album is going to be something the general public can purchase. I'm hoping so. I would assume so. But I, what they're promoting is season 12. Can you believe that? Season 12 of Squid Is it really? Yeah, premiering August 11th at midnight. <clears throat> so be sure to set your DVRs and keep your ears peeled somewhere around on this episode. I'm definitely going to uh, put some of these tracks on there. Probably the William Shatner doing the theme song. That sounds like <laughs> the most appetizing, right? That sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, excited to hear that. And another big thank you to Adult Swim. And another reminder, August 11th at midnight, season 12 of Squidbilly. Set the DVRs, people. And you know what? If you find this vinyl, if, they, if it goes on sale, you want to get this if you collect vinyls because it is nice. I mean... It's nice. Yeah, it really Through is. shipping and handling, there's a big gnarly dent in the corner, but it looks like the record will play fine. So we'll see. If you hear it at the end of this episode, you'll know everything went well. All right, with that behind us, let's turn our attention over to Dwayne of Animation Comics and Entertainment. Dwayne, I want to thank you again for being here. And uh, before we get started, can you just tell the listeners briefly about uh, Animation Comics and Entertainment? Animation Comics and Entertainment, or ACE for short, is uh, a company that I started with my um, friend who's like a brother to me. We uh, knew each other uh, since we were in high school. And uh, in 2017, we just started, we decided to start the company and show a little bit of our creativity with uh, starting off at first uh, with our comics. Orig- originally, we wanted to just go straight into animation, hence why the animations is first in the title in, of our company. But we realized really quickly that uh, animation is a lot more money and comics is a little easier to navigate and, and to uh, get things started. So we started with the comics. And uh, the first comics that we were able to publish was uh, Salvation, which is written by my brother, Terrence Young. Um, And then uh, Nightfall, Michael's Awakening, issue one, which is written by me. Very nice. And uh, I saw some of the covers of these comics on your website, and they look really, really freaking cool. And, you know, I like like the uh, angle you're going with your guys' company. You know, you said you wanted to start with animation, but it's... uh, bit more involved more more costly which we've totally seen ourselves not that we're serious about getting ourselves into animation but in the little experience we have we know it's not it's not it's not easy at all but i think that what you're doing is a great way to move forward toward animation because now with these comics you have a 
template for, you know, someone to look at or to work off of. You're not going into it out of the dark. Does that make sense? You have this source. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was uh, one of the second things that uh, we had discussed was that, you know, at least with the comics that can help build our fan base, you know, not just with the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the Twitters and what have you, but, you know, actually building up an audience so people can go, oh, well, I heard about Salvation. I saw that comic. Oh, they got an animation. Oh, that's cool. You know, and they'll know that our stories are really good. So they're, they're halfway in interested you know and then our artwork is always kind of spoke for itself you know we take a lot of our pride in what we do and and the designs that i've come up with and whatnot um so you know like that all of that just ties into when we finally get our animation stuff going people will automatically be interested so that was another reason why we wanted to do comics but also too you know my brother he's more of the comic book guy than i am so you know i always wanted to make sure that he got his little his comics done and you know he could say that he finally had his own comic that he only he actually he wrote his own comic and did the story and whatnot so that was another reason why it was really special for, for us to do that too because i wanted him to actually get it done and you know me i've always just loved writing whether it be uh stories music or poems or poetry uh anything you know I, I just love creativity so you know when he said oh yeah let's do the comics i was like all right well we're gonna do it too i'm gonna do it too and you know nightfall originally started out as uh just kind of like a like sort of like a throwaway story i guess you could say something that i wasn't going to put too much uh effort into it but after re- the original reason why i wrote the story was because i saw the twilight series and me personally i just did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like this is not how you did no no vampires and werewolves are not supposed to look like this and I was like, ah. so, vampires yeah you, you know really like, i just was in like, the dark no. or not in the dark oh. in the daylight sorry yeah. regardless they sparkled yeah yeah, yeah they don't cow. burn they just sparkle like diamonds and, uh, yeah and you know the love story aspect it was kind of cheesy i just you know i mean i'm sure a lot of listeners are probably like condemning me right now and i apologize it's on my opinion not candares you know um but uh no you, know, so I no, just, you can like, say that's candares yeah. vision too i i call these yeah, kind of movies <laughs> uh, chin rubbing movies any any movies with love happening and i'm typically i'm not that super interested in but when you're talking like vampires and then you're trying to throw a yeah. love story in there come on if universal's well, taught us anything <coughs> don't get cuddly with a werewolf right <clears throat> well i mean I, I i i was with you but then you see because the thing about nightfall it is actually a love story involved within it oh okay i love love stories <laughs> it's great <laughs> i love love <laughs> You know, like, it, but the way, like, uh, the way how I, I approached it is very different. You know, I didn't want the story to just be like a hundred percent origin story. You know, um, right from the beginning, it starts off like uh, the end of the year for of his uh, college that he's going to. The main character, Michael or Vash, um, and you know, from there it just goes on to what he goes through in, in, in a normal day to day with his mom, his uh, relationship with his. Uh, his friend that he grew up with since they were little, he calls like a sister, Victoria. Um, and, you know, it just shows all their relationships, you know, and it just didn't want to really do like a origin story because I felt like there was room because I, as I started writing, as I said, you know, it was at first just a throwaway story. But as um, I started to continue writing, adding more things and making it interesting and, you know, just bringing my own little creative niche to the story, it became something like an actual world and a universe that people can actually, you know, want to get, you know, maybe more known about and say, oh, what happened to this guy? What happened to this guy? Because I leave a lot of hints and clues that's not really like fully told, especially in the first issue. In the first issue, you're just really kind of getting to know the characters and, and their personality, so to speak. And in the second issue, you actually get introduced to more characters um without spoiling anything but yeah you know that that's pretty much what what it is but the love story aspect is it's not like uh like you know just he's he has this guy this girl and she loves him and you know they you know going back and forth about things it's not like that is the girl that he's uh involved with um they're already together they're just kind of you know growing as a as a couple but there's a there's a lot of twists and turns within the story that people don't won't really see until like later on to the issue but it is a love story I, I, the, the way i could really 
explain the story is that it's a kind of overall all-around story you know it has action it has drama it has horror themes it has a uh, romance you know everything you can you can get from a, a you know a really good story i guess i don't know <laughs> let me let me just but, uh, jump in here really quick and say that i i'm sorry because i've got you like really defending the love angle in your book here and i just want you to know that there's nothing wrong with that i guess with movies with me it's when the movie totally revolves around it when there aren't those different angles that you can take from you know that's all you're getting from it but like you're saying your book is not only that there's all kinds of uh, different things happening right no absolutely yes uh you know i, I was just uh, going back to that you know just to uh, piggyback off what you're saying you know right. because it does have it does have like uh you know romantic uh, aspects to it but that's not the be-all end-all to my story absolutely not um it's it's a very much a horror story but it's also a very much a, a drama and a mystery because there's so many things that happen in the way how it's told that leave you kind of well well, what happened to this person especially in the ending the ending leaves you off in the first issue it's definitely a cliffhanger and in the second issue it goes right into what what it ends in the first one it doesn't you know talk about years later no it just goes right into it and uh even the way how that's beginning from the issue two you still have so many questions some of them get answered rightfully so because it is the second issue you have to answer something you can't leave people in the dark but i also added more things because of it so you get answers but then you also get a question from the answer so it leaves you you know wanting more to know no want to know more about the story um so yeah you know i i really do enjoy the story not because it's mine but you know a lot of people that have come up to me they uh really enjoy this story they they like the uh the artwork but they like the character michael himself and they also um like the female characters all of the female characters within the story um outside of melissa are not like you know damsels in distress so to speak you know they all are strong and powerful in their own right you know they don't just like let michael you know do all the, the fighting they're going to be there side by side, you know, getting into the nitty gritty just with him, you know. And that was uh, really important, too, because I didn't want to write uh, stories that uh, people could just, you know, see and just, you know, always kind of used to that, you know, where the, like, the females just, yeah, you know, like they're just in the background or they have to be rescued and whatnot. No, I wanted them to be just as strong as the main character, if not stronger, because in the second issue, he has a, a aunt that he doesn't know about. And um, his aunt is actually the strongest uh, in the in the whole kingdom. That's awesome. She's wow. the baddest. You know, like she, she, I show a little bit of how truly strong and powerful she is in issue two. Um, but I, when the full battle, which is later on in the issues, um, come come together, you'll really see how truly strong she is. And even in the prequel, which I'm going to be doing, uh, you, you get you get another sense of how strong she truly is. And that was really important, you know, because I grew up with uh, my mom, and um, you know, I just you know. She was a very strong person for me. She did a lot for me as a young kid and, and things like that. So, you know, that's kind of like um, my way of, you know, saying thank you. And just for all the other women that I, I grew up with and known throughout my life, whether it be my aunts um, from my mom's side and whatnot like that, you know. So that's just what I'm kind of accustomed to. And, you know, just wanted to show that. Right, right. Yes. And it seems like you're taking the uh, Stranger Things approach with every question answered five more laying out which is it's working for them right yeah (laughs) but um you you know you've mentioned nightfall and salvation but i saw on your website there are a few other books there's uh like brook city uh immortal what is ichi warrior of uh doom yeah 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 doom is going to be our actually um our next title that we're going to be coming out with um but i'll just tell you the quick little summary of the other ones before i go into that one well really Um, quick i just wanted to know if all these are in the same universe oh no absolutely not um one of the things that i like to do in my writing and when i'm doing the artwork and whatnot is that i'd like to do little easter eggs so um i'm not sure if you guys uh, uh purchased a comic but in in um nightfall issue one um michael and melissa they go on a date and they go to see a movie and the movie that they go see is called salvation and it's actually a scene from salvation 
in it. So that's like an Easter egg there. Um, and also in the story, in my other story, which is uh, going to be coming out next year, Immortal, um, in the beginning of that, he's watching a, a comedy, sort of like the Boondocks, because that's kind of what uh, Brook City is. It's, it's sort of like uh, if uh, Family Guy and the Boondocks had a love child, that's what mm-hmm. Brook City would basically be you know and so in the in the comic of um immortal he's watching an episode of brook city so i like to throw like little easter eggs you know inside but it's not it's not one can you know continuity of a universe it's just uh just small little hints to show you know that you know it's written by us or whatnot like uh we have a superhero story that that's gonna be coming out (laughs) a long time from now there's no real set date but the main character, one of the main characters, his name is Anthony C. Eriks. Do you guys catch that one? I did not. No, right over my head. I'm sorry. Issues. Yeah, there you go. His initials is ACE. Oh, oh. I, I yeah, you know how Easter eggs work. Not like <laughs> yeah, you know, people I think, that uh, reach for everything and ends up being just like a. I don't know. It's just something they put in there. It's not really an Easter yeah. egg. Just to do it, but yeah, I just wanted—I didn't want to, you know, do it where it's blatant, but just you know, something cool, you know. That I, I like writing, doing things like that, and putting in the artwork, you know. So you know, those are the those are some of the small. Um, actually, in Brook City, in the in the first episode, I mean, uh, the first uh, issue of uh, Brook City, I say episode because I'm, I kind of really want to do that as an animation, but. We're still trying to decide on what would be better to do, but um, in the first uh, issue, because if we don't do it as an um, animation, we're going to do it as a comic, obviously. Uh, there, uh, the main character is us, actually. If you guys look on, on the website, you'll see it. It's it's actually me and my brother. Um, the one on the left is me, Showtime, and then the one on the right is my brother, Tay Diggs. And the first issue is introducing me as a gamer because I am a huge gamer. Um, I'm also I also love anime too, which is a reference in Nightfall. But I'll get back to that in a second. Um, and I'm so I'm playing the game, and behind me is uh, Michael's T-shirt, his his uh, his college uh, jersey in the back it's like uh framed and everything and so that's in the back and then when you go to uh terrence's house he has uh the sword from vaughn which is in the main character in salvation so you know those are again like those are small little uh easter eggs i like to do in my stories yeah but um to go back to the um anime reference in um the Nightfall story, Michael Vash is the main character's name, his full name. And one of my animes, my all-time animes, which I love and adore, is an anime called Trigun. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys... Oh, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, so uh, in, in, in the story of Nightfall, his name is Michael Vash. And in the beginning of the comic, he's uh, the quarterback of um, a college uh, football team. And the football team is called the Stampede. So in the the commentary booth, the guy says Vash and the Stampede are willing to such and such. So that's another essay. You know, it's the small things I like to do that, you know, it shows my personality and it shows some of the things that I'm interested in. You know, those who are really knowledgeable about um, anime might catch these things. And then some that aren't, you know, I, I don't have when people come to purchase our comics or whatnot and I explain the story, I tell them, you know, you know just to get a little bit more uh, information on as who I am as a car- as a person and some of the things that I'm interested in, you know. That's freaking awesome. I mean, it's, it's stuff that uh, <clears throat> the, the readers are going to enjoy. I mean, I always know when I'm looking at something and spot something in the background that I think maybe the general public might not get. I always feel kind of high on myself, like, <laughs> look what I found. I you know? wonder if anyone else got this little yeah, bit. Yeah, probably that's... not as smart as me. <laughs> well, it's probably fun as, for you, too, just to see how many references people do catch and kind of call you out on. Right. Yeah, I haven't really got too many that, that have caught the, the uh, Trigun reference, but a lot of people, because the Nightfall story itself is in black and white, and then it slowly goes into color. So a lot, some a lot of people so far have uh, really understood the reasoning behind it, and it's not just because oh you know doing it that way, doing something cool, when, which is the 
truth too but it was a bigger meaning behind it and um you know the readers when they when they buy it and purchase it they'll most likely understand the, the reasoning behind it um because but for me again that also shows my personality because i love black and white I love black and white anything you know it's just especially in comics i always felt that it's a little bit more detailed you can see things a little bit noticeable without having so much splash of color with it but um you know it being a comic i felt that you know it would be kind of not interesting i guess the way i could say it if if i left it the whole thing in black and white especially because of the fact that the cover is in color so you know i didn't want people to buy it and go well where's the color you know this isn't done so i you know i decided to do that little kind of little uh interesting uh critique where it goes into color but like i said it also depends is going with the story and why there's, there's a bigger reason why it is in, in color you know so right. you just have to uh basically purchase it and read it and find out why but in the salvation story it's in full color though and people can head over to uh, animationcomicsent.com to pick that those comics up is there anywhere else people should be checking you out Dwayne? Yeah, because um, when you go to the website, you can actually see all of the links that we have, all of our comics available, um, which is Amazon, Comicology, um, Comic Central. Um, and also, too, if you if you're not, feel uncomfortable about, you know, those websites and we have no problem with uh, sending them to you personally. Very nice. And what um, about uh, like sure. Twitter, Instagram? You want either of those? Yes, our Facebook is uh, Animation Comics and uh, excuse me, Animation Comics and Entertainment LLC. Uh, our Instagram is Animation Comics ENT, and our Twitter is uh, Anycom. That's A N I C O M E N T L L C. All right, awesome. Lots of places for us to link you, and we'll get you uh, out there. To our listeners and hopefully uh, get you some more sales sir i mean people should check this out i love the easter egg stuff i like how they're all tied yeah um i don't know i think people will dig that so strongly recommend people head over there and we'll do our best to route them over that way Dwayne, thank you so much for being here with us today thank you jack what do we have on the website go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can check out show highlights guest info listen to the show follow us on all our social media check out some of our youtube videos buy some merch become a patron and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work send us an email on our contacts page and you can find us on twitter at cannedairpod and on instagram at canned underscore air and again if you like what we're doing head over to patreon.com forward slash cannedairpod and for five dollars a month you get access to our cannedair patreon pod we release once a month only on Patreon and only for the $5 nut people. And um, what else we got? If you're going to a Wizard World Con here in the future, use promo code CANDAIR at checkout. Get yourself a cool 10% off of your ticket. Uh, what else, Randy? Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, just show us some love on uh, Apple Podcast app. And mm, any, any app you're on, yeah, really, any. for that matter. Leave us a review uh, if they allow such things. If not, then go over to iTunes and do it there. If you can't do it financially, that support is greatly appreciated and helps so much, too. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah. And uh, check out our other show, whatifpod.com, or you can just search Candare Productions in your podcast player of choice, and this show and our other show, What If, will pop up, where we uh, we take a... Each episode, we look at a new twist on reality. What if people could fly? What if Bigfoot had been discovered? Uh, what if a genie's lamp had been found? And we talked for about 40, 45 minutes on the ramifications on the world if one of those events had happened. So check that out. Let us know what you think. And I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm Dwayne Robinson from Animation, Comics, and Entertainment. Thanks for listening, everyone. My oldest son was born an albino. My youngest is uh, covered in hair. The middle one says he's a homosexual. There are the seven gone, I don't know where. And I don't care. I just don't.
dog. Hi, puppy. Nice puppy. Oh, no. Don't run. It'll only make things worse. Mutt. Remember, you never want to approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown-up. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! We'll set it. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.